Hi, my name is Peyton Levis um, from the Ohio State women's ice hockey team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Peyton Levis. Peyton is a women's hockey player at Ohio State, and she is coming off winning the national championship, where she scored in the championship game. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Peyton, and how's everything going? Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Everything's been kind of crazy since um, last Sunday, so... Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Now, how does it feel to be a national champion? And has that feeling kind of fully sunken in for yourself yet? I know it's been a week, but how have you processed the whole, just what, how the season that was, I guess? Yeah, um, it was kind of a crazy as ending, the best ending you can ask for to a great season. So um, couldn't have asked for a better way to go out, but um, I it, I'm honestly still speechless about it. Like, it seems like I'm still dreaming. I haven't really, reality hasn't really kicked in yet that it's actually, that you actually win something like that. But um, super humbled and proud of the girls that I did it with. So we're kind of, we're kind of still living in the dream right now. It hasn't really sunk in yet. Yeah. And what are some fun things I guess you guys have planned uh, after winning the championship? Because I know that every time like a team wins a championship, you guys get to do some fun things. Have you met some cool people? Are you planning to do some fun things? Like what's on the schedule, I guess, for the next few weeks? Yeah, for sure. We, um, we've been trying to support from a bunch of different people, but um, we're actually going to the Blue Jackets game tonight. So that'll be super fun. They have like a ceremonial puck drop for us um, planned. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we've been to a couple of city Columbus city council meetings, which has been awesome. And the people we've met there have been super supportive. So it's awesome to see um, the city of Columbus kind of come together around our success, which is super fun. And then we're planning on going to um, I think a couple more games uh, around Ohio state and then also with professional teams around um, the Ohio area. So that'll be super exciting, but there's honestly a bunch of things planned. Um, and then they, they just let us know like the week or two before. So I know there's a bunch of, things planned for the future but um we've gotten to meet some awesome people and this the support around us has been great that sounds fun um I don't know too much about Blue Jackets game but do you guys get to like fire the cannon or be next to it or is it kind of scary so you don't want to be near there yeah it kind of it kind of scares a bunch of people on our team when we're there actually but um we'll be in a suite I think we're across from last time we were across from the cannon so um but it's still very loud but it would be really fun if someone on our team got to do that but I, I don't know if we'll do that tonight yeah, well, if you do, you got to send me some videos just because that, that sounds super fun. So yeah. I'm glad you get to do that. And obviously, I know this might be kind of too far down the line, but I think Ohio State's going to play Michigan at the at the shoe. So I'm just curious, do you guys plan to go to that and honor your team that way? Because I feel like last time your team made the Frozen Four, you guys got to go to that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, yeah, we did get honored at the Michigan football game the last time. So um, that'll hopefully be the goal. But I know there is a football game that we get to choose to go on the field for and get honored for. So um, hopefully we're hoping that we can go for the Michigan game because that would be um, an unbelievable experience. But yeah, we're not sure which game we get to, we get honored at yet. Now, obviously, you're having a lot of fun things planned after winning the national championship and rightfully so. But what are your summer plans for yourself individually? Do you plan to do anything fun, whether it's hockey or non-hockey? 
Yeah, actually, um, all of uh, the seniors at Ohio State are actually planning a trip to Nashville, so that'll be super fun. Um, but other than that, just honestly getting back into it, um, hope starting um, training for hockey again and doing, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in Columbus or back in Minnesota yet this summer, so um, making that decision, but then hopefully working. Um, haven't decided uh, what kind of job I want to do this summer, but I'll hopefully be working wherever I end up um, training this summer and then just getting better at hockey and um, improving, improving on the resume and, and working somewhere. So that's awesome. Is it kind of gonna, is it going to be weird training for hockey again after winning after you've basically accomplished such a big goal? How weird is it to train again for another season of hockey when you've already accomplished that? Like, does it motivate you even more to get, get back to that spot again? I'm just curious yeah. about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've gotten that question a lot, kind of like, where do you go next after after kind of accomplishing your life goal? And it's it's a very hard question question to um, answer because I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But um, honestly, just starting off here, um, going back to back would be an absolute unbelievable um, and a goal that our team will have next year. So I think um, that would be awesome. And I think it's honestly – once you accomplish that and you've lived in that, I think that honestly gives you more motivation to go back and do it again, because um, just having those moments with the team, like I wouldn't trade them for the world. So being able to do that again would be an absolute dream come true again. So I think um, working towards that will definitely, it won't be hard and having a little taste of it, I think um, gives you that much more motivation going into next year. Now let's start off talking about this year's championship run. So at what point during the regular season did you realize your team was kind of capable of uh, winning a national championship, especially since you lost some key players um, from the previous year? And uh, obviously you had a lot of new players on the team as well. So when did that chemistry start to kick in and when did you start realizing that your team was capable of achieving that goal? Yeah, um, I think we had a lot of success all year, honestly, but um, I think it really kicked in for a lot of us after Christmas break. I think when we came back, we were um, firing on all cylinders in practice, and I think that kind of really transitioned us into being into having that mindset of we can actually do this. And so I think um, after returning from Christmas break was a huge, it was a huge goal for us to first host um, the first round of the NCAA tournament, um, a goal for us to win the WCHA, obviously, and then to go on to win the national tournament. So that was always a goal from the beginning of the year. But I think once we came back from Christmas break, and um, I think that's when our chemistry really started clicking and our team was comfortable with each other because you're right, we did have a bunch of new girls and um, a bunch of transfers at the beginning of the year. So I think after coming back from Christmas break, we had enough time to kind of settle into our ways and our culture and buy into that. And then once that happened, I think um, the rest took care of itself. Now talk about what it's like playing in the WCHA and just the competition you face every night because it's arguably one of the toughest conferences in women's college hockey. Yeah, I would say it for sure is the toughest conference in women's college hockey. I mean, we play Friday, Saturday back to back, and I think that makes it um, difficult because honestly, any team can win any game. And I think um, having obviously you have some of the top four teams in the country, as you can see, the um, national tournament was at all WCHA um, finals. So I think that shows um, respect to our conference as it is, considering Duluth wasn't even in the WCHA. So it's kind of like any team can win on any given night. And I think that makes our conference so competitive and so special as it is. Um, so having having to play those good teams all year round, I think, prepares us that much more when you get into a national tournament setting. 
Yeah, and even the teams that don't make the tournament, like Bemidji State, still found a way to beat your team at the end of the season. So it's no nights off, especially uh, with some of the other teams in the conferences that even didn't make the tournament this year as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, give ton of credit to those teams too, because they're what make um, the top four teams so good. And then us to compete nationally um, so well is because um, there's no weakness within our conference. And I truly can say that um, wholeheartedly is is um, the teams that sometimes don't make the tournament. Um, they're what they're they are what make us um, so much better um, at the end of it. So. Now, was it nice to have fans back in the rink as well this year? And uh, also, what was it like to play some non-conference games this year as well, just because you didn't have that experience uh, your junior year? Yeah, um, I think it makes a huge difference having the fans in the stands. I mean, some of the best games we had this year were um, sold out crowds and they are awesome and they bring a ton of energy to our rink. And I think there's a super important part of um, the game. So I think it was awesome having them back and they've been a huge support to our team um, and they've been a huge part of our success. So um, doing that was amazing. And then non-conference games, I think, play such a special part in um, just the season as it is because obviously you play the um, teams in your conference four times each year at least if not more so um, having those games against other teams is so important to see how your conference is comparing to other conferences and then also can compare you for matchups at the end of the year when you get into the national tournament and stuff um, so I think those games are super important and I think they're really fun for us too like it's fun to sometimes not see the same teams over and over again so um, that was really cool for us to do this year and our fans honestly played a huge part in a lot of our successes um, down the road so yeah, and obviously talk about what it's like playing your rink because it's a little bit unique because it seems very small just watching it from a screen. I'm just curious as a player, what's it like playing there? Yeah, um, it's definitely a small rink, obviously, um, but I love playing there personally just because um, when it, you do sell out the crowds, it feels so special because it gets so loud in there and it's so in, intense. And, and since it is smaller, it feels like they're in the game with you. So I really think our crowd can play a big role into our games um, when they're at home. So I think that's super special and it honestly feels better than um, a bigger rank that's empty because it doesn't feel like you're, you're playing in front of anyone necessarily. So I love playing in our rank. I think it's, it's cool to be, um, I think it has a lot of character just like our team does. So I think it's a special place for the people on our team. Now, one memorable thing that did happen this regular season, speaking of non-conference games, is your team got to go to Washington, D.C. and play a few games there. So talk about that trip. What were some cool things you got to do there? And as well as the hockey as well, how was that for you? Yeah, I thought it was super cool. The hockey, obviously, we played two very good teams. Um in DC and it was nice obviously like you said non-conference games to have out there were were super fun and super important in the middle of our season um but I thought the best thing about about DC was um the fact that they brought it to the youth game of the girls and I thought that was super special and um obviously hockey growing hockey and growing it in the youth game is very important in our world nowadays because um women in sports is is just a growing conversation and I think that's super important so to have like the autographs after the game or have the youth teams that showed up and to be able to partner with them and um, grow the game was I think the most special part in DC and then it was super fun because my family got to come too and um, my dad's dad is actually on the Vietnam Memorial Wall 
well. So we were able to go see that and go see all the national parks and do stuff like that. So that was a, a very important um, thing to do with my family as long as with the team. And I think seeing that history was super cool because a bunch of girls on our team have never been there before. So that was super fun. But um, hockey wise, my favorite part was um, all the little girls and all the little teams that came out to watch us because I think it was super special for them. So that's awesome. Have you ever been to the Vietnam War more war memorial before um, that trip? Yeah, no, I hadn't. So it was the first time my whole family had been there um, as a collective group. So it was a super special moment for my family and super, super um, memorable for everyone in my family. So it was, it was a great trip. Now, how do you find your like name? I'm curious, just because there's so many of them on that memorial, like, is there a like, process to find it? Yeah, there's like a book on the side of the memorial and then you can go through, obviously it's in alphabetical order to find. And then once you find the name, um, it shows where, because each wall has like a number on the bottom of it. So it shows like the number um, that it's on and then the location on the wall that it generally is. But um, my grandma and my dad had been there and my aunt had been there a couple different times. So they knew exactly where it was anyway. So we didn't really have to do that. But yeah, there is a book that shows you um, where, where you can find the name. And then we obviously etched the name out and did all that fun stuff. So that was awesome to do. That's awesome. Yeah. And obviously, did you get to go to the White House, Capitol Building, all those other cool spots? Yeah, we stopped at all, all of those places. So it was, a, it was a really cool, cool trip. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time there. I, I haven't been to D.C. in quite some time, so I'm assuming it's changed a lot since I was there as a kid. So hopefully yeah. get the chance to go back there sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. I highly recommend it. It was one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. So. Yeah, because I also, I really like history as well. And when I was a kid, I didn't really appreciate the history as I do now. So that's like yeah. another reason why I want to go back just because I appreciate it more. Yeah, for sure. Now, throughout the entire regular season and heading into the playoffs, your team was consistently ranked one of the top teams in the country. So one of my questions is how did your team handle the pressure of being a top ranked team in your conference and nationally as well? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think Muzzy prepares us for stuff like that all the time. I think she does a great job um, keeping us focused on our goal, but also realizing that we um, have worked and earned that success that we were finally granted with. So I think it's a it's a cool thing being ranked, um, especially that high all year and throughout the end of the season, but it also comes with some pressure and some games. Um, but I think we're prepared for that because um, Muzzy keeps us level-headed and I think she, she focuses on the right things to not get us too worked up and to um, focus forward on necessarily all those things. But I think it's a cool cool thing for our success but I don't think we really focused on it too much to um, sidetrack us because at the end of the day um, you just had to win hockey games um, in order to be number one at the end and so that's what we just focused on throughout the season. Now before the national tournament you played Minnesota in the WCHA championship game. Talk about winning that game in overtime and the confidence that, that win gave your team heading into the national tournament especially since your team lost in that game. Um, in your junior year and also it must have been a tough game as well since Minnesota was hosting that game so being the road team at Ritter is obviously not easy so talk about how important that win was in coming out and getting a championship before heading into the national tournament. Yeah, um, obviously that game was, I think, a huge stepping stone for our team to move forward um, towards the end of the, the um, playoff season but um, I think the most, the thing that 
we took mostly from that game is the fact that we were down to nothing going in the third period. And I think that shows how much character our team had because we weren't going to give up. And um, we could have easily thrown in the towel and been like, oh, maybe we'll win the WCHJ next year. But I think that was a goal and we were working for it. And um, we went into that that game with the mindset of um, we're not going to lose. We're just not going to lose. And um, I think going into the third period down to nothing showed us so much character and then gave us so much confidence rolling into the national tournament. And I think that game was honestly a huge stepping stone for um, our team to know that we are um, we're ready for this. And I think um, gave us a bunch of confidence moving into the national tournament. So it was a very important game, I think. Um, Obviously, to win the WCHA um, is a great accomplishment as it is. So that was um, super exciting as well. But I think it's also what propelled us for um, the end of the season. Yeah. What was like the message in the locker room heading into the third period? Yeah, I think we didn't control um, the first part of that game like we kind of wanted to and hoped to. And obviously, like Minnesota was technically the home team in the higher seeds. So, um, but I don't think that kind of, I don't think. I think we let that get to us too much. We were kind of um, just focused on winning that one game, and we knew we could do it. We've had um, quite a bit of success at Ritter Arena, so I think that also helped us as a lot of our family were there, and we did have a lot of fans. But um, the message was kind of just like, we have nothing to lose here. We're down 2-0. Like, um, it's kind of we got to go now or, or we're not going to we're not gonna be able to win this game. So um, I think the girls took it as – um, we just have to work through this. And it was a little bit of adversity that um, you saw us fight through. And I think that showed the character of the team we had. And we, we leaned in on each other and trusted each other when times are tough. And I think um, that shows um, the character of, of a championship hockey team. So, Yeah, and in the first game of the national tournament against Quinnipiac, that's when I kind of realized how your team was capable of winning that national tournament just because that game obviously was a double overtime game. So just talk about the challenges that Quinnipiac brought in that game and what was it like kind of getting through those challenges and eventually prevailing in the second overtime just because that goalie, Corrine Schroeder, was insane making 70 saves. It felt like you guys just couldn't find the back of the net until that goal was scored. Yeah, um, hats off to her. She played an unbelievable hockey game and um, don't think she could have honestly played better. I think she set up her team for the best success. Um, and we just kept doing the right things. I think that game was a huge confidence builder just in the fact that we trusted ourselves. And if we do it the right way, um, things will work out and it'll get done. And I think that shows like the second overtime goal. It was it was kind of a um, just got the puck out to Claire and she just lifted it and it went in the net. And it wasn't um, necessarily the like it wasn't like a highlight real goal. And I think we knew that wasn't going to happen. It was like, she was, uh, the goalie was making unbelievable saves. So we knew that we just had to continue to do the right things and lean in on each other. And um, that's how we kind of got the work done. And I think you're right. That showed that our team was going to do the right things and work for it um, the whole time. And I think that showed um, that we were capable of, of doing the whole thing. But yeah, I think Quinnipiac gave us a good test at the, um, beginning of the national tournament. And I think that help showed us that it can be anyone's game on any night. So um, you got to bring your best and obviously um, can't lose or else you're done. So I think that attitude also um, helped us. We, we um, came into the game and we, we honestly um, played our best. The, the goalie did give us a hard time. So I think um, learning from that and then bringing it to the frozen four um, helped us a lot. Yeah, and talk about what it was like hosting a playoff game, just because from my memory, your sophomore year, things got canceled because of COVID. Then one year, it was like in Erie the entire time, so no one hosted that. 
And then this year, you finally got the chance to host it. So talk about how cool it was to host um, a national tournament um, playoff game. Yeah, for sure. That was one of our goals from the beginning of the year was to host the first round of the national tournament. So um, being able to do that for the first time in program history was a super special moment. And um, having the fans we did, it was a sold out crowd and it was an unbelievable game um, for them. So I think it was super cool to share that with the city of Columbus because um, it's not a huge hockey city, but I think it's going into a hockey city. And so I think that was super important to bring to um, Columbus and just the University of Ohio State. Um, to bring them to be the first um, hosting the W or the national tournament for women's hockey, I think was super cool um, for Ohio State to do as well. So I think it was a super special moment and a stepping stone in um, the history. You then went on to play in the Frozen Four. Now, obviously, last year you played in the Frozen Four as well in Erie, Pennsylvania. So how did that experience kind of compare to this one in Pennsylvania at um, Penn State? And just talk about what was like the off the ice things is what I'm kind of curious about, like comparing it to last year, to this year, what was like the things that you noticed and which one did you prefer to be honest with me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely for sure preferred this year just because um, the fans and the experience were obviously could be greater because last year was um, you couldn't really do much because of COVID. It was very much of um, you were in isolation and you just went to the rink to practice and then went back. Um, so I think um, obviously with all the COVID protocol that was last year, we couldn't really do much, but I think they did. And hats off to the NCAA because I think they did a great job this year. Um, they did the extra things like we had a luncheon that we could spend with our team and there was um, someone like that could draw a picture of us or do a selfie booth or um, ping pong like all of those there was just a bunch of different activities you could do um, which was super fun and our team enjoyed a lot so that was an extra thing that we were able to do and then like there was the signage and like at the hotel they had um, stickers and posters everywhere that and it just kind of made you feel special and um, I think that's really important when you make it to a frozen four is to to feel like it's important and that you're meant to be there and so I think they did a great job this year with making the experience a great one so now did you get to have the red carpet experience because talking to other people who have been in the frozen four they say they have the red carpet and I'm planning to go to the men's frozen four in Boston in a couple of weeks so I'm just curious like what's that experience like just because I kind of want to check it out I'm in Boston in a couple of days or in a few yeah. days yeah yeah it was we did get that experience and it was so cool um you could we are like fans made um, a little carpet for us and it was like they were just around us and then we actually were lucky enough for our band to come so um, they met, made it an even better experience but um, it was so fun to see the fans going into into the game and how many people were there supporting us getting off the bus and then obviously having your band there to play was super special um, was honestly the, honestly one of the better parts um, of the tournament so that was that was a great experience. Now, in the first game you played against Yale, um, what did you take away from that game? And uh, just talk about what it was like heading into the championship game um, against uh, Minnesota Duluth after that win. Yeah, um, I think Yale played a great game. Um, we knew that they were going to come at us hard. It's obviously hard to end a team season and career, and we knew that going into the Frozen Four that um, any team could win. So I think that's kind of what we took away from that game is I think we gained a lot of confidence in the fact that we were the first team ever to make it to the national championship game um, was a super big accomplishment for us at the at the time. And I think they played a great game. And um, they played fast and hard, and I think it was a great um, first game to set us up for success um, in, the, in the championship game. Yeah, in the national championship game, you obviously played against Duluth. Uh, you obviously played that team a lot. So what was different about this game against Duluth versus the other games you played against them, obviously besides the national championship being on the line? 
Yeah, um, obviously that in itself obviously makes it a different game because um, everything's on the line. But it was kind of nice to play a team that you have experienced before and you kind of know the way they play and they know the way you play. And um, we knew it was going to be a very physical game because they always play us hard. Um, they have some fast skilled forwards, so do we. And we both have good decors um, and great goaltending on both ends. So we knew it was kind of going to be a, a hard battle. And I think that showed in the game um, what it was. We knew um, there wasn't going to be a bunch of highlight real goals and I think that was exactly how the game went both boys played great and um both defensive cores played great and then um I think it was just that we kept doing the right things and and bared down on a couple um fluky chances and I think that shows um how much we battled against each other I think it was two great teams going at it and and one team just had to win so and you obviously scored in that game. So talk about that goal and just the vision that you had to get that rebound and bury it home just because there was a lot of traffic in front of the net and you just found the puck and buried it. And it wasn't a pretty goal, like you said, but it still got the job done. Yeah, I think we kind of knew going into that game that that's kind of how we needed to play. Um, so I knew that it wasn't wasn't necessarily going to be a great opportunity, but Claire um, got in on the forecheck quick on the goalie, and I think that's what caused the turnover. So kudos to her to being the first one on the puck and being fast there. But I kind of just came into the slot because I knew um, I had an intuition that that's where the puck was going to end up. And then um, there was two girls around me, but just um, we talked all, all period about burying our chances and getting gritty in front of the net. So that's kind of just what I was thinking. And, and then um, got a stick on it and got, and got a lucky bounce. and then. Um, and ended up in the back of the net so now you individually have improved a lot this season compared to your junior year going from 11 points to 53 points so what were some of the things that led to your offensive improvement that you had this year did you work on anything in the offseason or was it kind of just building confidence as the beginning of the season kind of rolled on yeah um obviously I did a ton of work in the offseason um and that I can attribute a lot of that success to. Um, worked a lot with my strength coach, um, did a lot of on-ice skills sessions and stuff like that. So um, did a lot of off-ice work, but I would say confidence was probably the biggest thing for me this year. Um, and then obviously my line mates, Claire and, and Liz, were great people to play with. And I think we clicked and gelled together. Um, so I can attribute a lot of my success to them as well because they were great line mates and set me up a lot of the time. So um, they gave me a lot of confidence in myself. And then obviously just the coaching staff um, had a lot of confidence in me. So knowing that going into the season was, was a super important for me. Now let's get back into the championship game because obviously it was a very back and forth game between you and Duluth. But when Kenzie Howarth got that game winning goal and when the final buzzer went off, what emotions were you feeling after you just won the national championship uh, game? Yeah, um, I was speechless, honestly. When Kenzie scored that goal, I, Liz and I turned to each other and started hugging each other and we're like, what's going on? like what's happening um because I think we obviously wanted and um had a feeling that we could do it but it's different when you actually are doing it it's like a crazy experience like you're not even there um so having that moment was so special because we were we were freaking out on the bench and then it was kind of funny because right after that we're like just don't let them pull their goalie don't let them do this like it was just trying to wind down time until the buzzer went off and then um once that happened I immediately started crying I had so many emotions um so proud of all the girls and um can't thank 
the coaching staff and the institution around us um, and the state that was behind us enough because we had so, so much support all year. And I think that's what helped us um, win and, and having special people there. Like we had Gene Smith, um, Janine Ullman and our athletic directors. And then um, having the president of our university was even there to support us. So having all those people there to share that moment with, I think was super special um, and made the moment even more. And then obviously making history is something that um, I'll never get to experience again. So that was a crazy moment as well. Now, one reaction from the game that I want to ask you about, and my favorite reaction from the game was from your head coach, Nadine Mazzarol, when she basically broke down in tears after the final buzzer went off. Uh, what has she meant to you as a coach uh, with Ohio State, and what was your reaction to that reaction? Yeah, um, she's meant the world to me. Um, she's given me everything I can ask for. Um, she's pushed me and, and made me into the player I am today, and I can't give her enough kudos. She, she's the hardest-working coach I know. Um, um, she's so passionate about the game and us girls, um, growing us as hockey players and as people. And I think she's done an absolute great job changing the program around and turning it around. Obviously you can see she's clearly, um, changed the program. So the culture she is, um, implied in us and, and made into this program, I think has changed, um, how we view Buckeye hockey and, um, obviously winning that first national championship, I think for her, um, she was just so proud of all the work that she's put in and that she's done. And I think we're super proud and thankful for, um, everything she has done for the program and the institution and us as human beings. So, um, I just can't thank her enough because she's given me, um, everything that I could ever ask for. And she's been a great role model for me for the future. How heavy is the trophy? I'm curious. It's very heavy. I'm not going to lie. Everyone who picks it up is like, oh, my God, this is so heavy. I'm like, yeah, don't drop it. Yeah. But Now, another thing I want to ask you about is one of your teammates, Emma Monte, also had success uh, this year. She won a gold medal with Team Canada. I just want to get your reaction to that and how cool was it to see her have success the same year as your team did as well? Yeah, um, Emma's one of my best friends, so I couldn't be more happy for her and her success in Beijing. And it was so cool to see her experience um, secondhand, obviously. But um, she was able to share all of the experiences with her um, in China. And when she got back home and seeing the gold medal and all that stuff, she was able to share with us. And we were kind of able to share our success um, with each other. But I think that shows like the culture that we have here is um, everything she's done, I'm so proud of her and so happy for her. And it's kind of same vice versa. Um, she was so proud and happy for us. And I think that shows that um, we just love each other so much here. And, and other people's successes mean the world to us as long as um, as also our successes mean the world to her. So um, it was great to see her experiences. I'm so happy and proud of her. She's one of the hardest working people I know. So it was awesome to see her win that gold medal. I know that's a, been a dream of hers for a while. So and I saw that she came back to see you guys win the national championship. How cool was that? Yeah, it was so awesome. I When I saw her, she came to the red carpet, actually, and I immediately started crying because I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's here supporting us. Um, and it was so cool to see see her be there um, in those moments because it was special to share them with her because I wish I could have shared them with her in China, too. But um, she's mm -hmm. she's been awesome and a huge part of our success. So. Now, I do want to kind of transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of how you got to Ohio State. So you're from Minnesota. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, um, growing up in Minnesota, it's obviously a huge hockey place. Um, but my dad and um, my brother, I have a younger brother, and we all, we all play hockey. So we're kind of a hockey family. Um, but my dad 
actually brought me out skating when I was really, really little. Probably when I started walk, he probably put skates on me and took me out to the pond in the back at the back of our house. But I remember I went to a wild game for the first time and that's where I fell in love with the game. And I was like, dad, I don't want to leave. I want to play hockey. And then from that moment on, he put, um, he put me in a clinic. I think when I was probably around, um, four or five probably and then ever since then um I've just absolutely loved it and growing up growing up around um in Minnesota around hockey I think is a special experience because you could go out to a bunch of the lakes or ponds on any given night and there's probably at least 30 other people there um playing pond hockey so that was super cool to grow up with and I think um made a lot of the memories that I have today about hockey and and why stuff like this is so special to me is all the work behind the scenes that was put into it so who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the wild or was it a women's player on the national team? I definitely have a few. Um, I would say one woman on the national team is definitely Kendall Coyne. Um, and then I'd say I did really like Connor McDavid, but my favorite team to watch as a team was definitely the Minnesota wild. Um, watching, I always watched them growing up, but yeah. Now when they play the blue jackets, do you root for the wild or do you have to switch to the blue jackets since you're in Columbus now? Um, I have become, I, I didn't think I'd become a huge Blue Jackets fan, but I actually have become a huge Blue Jackets fan since I've been here. Um, so I don't, I don't really know which team I would cheer for now, but, um, I've always been a Minnesota girl at heart, but I have really become a Blue Jackets fan since I've been here. So. Well, luckily uh, they wouldn't play each other most likely in the Stanley cup for a long time. So that's like, <laughs> yeah. you can hold your hat on. Yes. Now, before Ohio State, you played for your high school at Rogers. So talk about that experience with that school and team, and what did you take away from it? Yeah, um, I think Rogers is a great community. I can't thank them enough for, obviously, where they've gotten me today and um, playing high school hockey with some of my best friends who I still share friendships with now was um, a great experience and is what helped me grow to love the game. Um, so I think just – having those experiences and um, being a part of a team that um, was so loving and so caring and then a community who supported me through absolutely anything. I can't thank them and my high school and um, hockey enough and, and all the coaches I had through Rogers. Um, I can't thank everyone enough for getting me to where I am today. And it's so cool to see because um, they just support me through everything. And they're so happy for my success, which is, which is so fun to see because I get, I always get so many texts from old coaches or old teammates or um, friends that I still have nowadays. So um, it's super cool to share with because they're what got me to today and um, have to attribute a bunch of my success to them. So. Yeah, what's the, what's the Minnesota high school hockey scene like as a player? Um, just talk about that because I've seen the clips of the state tournament at the XL Energy Center, and it looks pretty awesome. So I was curious what your experience was like with that whole thing, if you had that opportunity. Yeah, um, I personally never went to the state tournament, but um, I obviously went and watched all the state tournaments all the time. Um, but being a player in, in the Minnesota High School Hockey League is honestly um, – it's so much fun because you get to play with the community that you grew up with. Um, but also it's good enough hockey, um, that it's fun to play in. And I think that's the coolest part is even being in Columbus, um, they're like, you played for your high school team. And I was like, yeah, it was actually 
like that's what you did in Minnesota because there were so many good high school teams and there was always rinks everywhere and and so many people played hockey that you could do that so I think um in Minnesota it's almost taken for granted whereas once I've been removed I, I realized how special that was and how the boys high school hockey tournament can sell out the entire XL Energy Center like that's something that you don't hear of anywhere else so I think being removed from it, I appreciate it a lot more, but it's definitely um, such a cool experience and, and great for the, for the game of hockey in general. Yeah, and uh, what's it like talking to players that aren't from Minnesota uh, just about that scene, especially your teammates? Is it, do they find it kind of weird? Yeah, especially the Canadians don't grasp, grasp the concept at all um, because their high school hockey teams were nearly non-existent because they all played um, – um, in club teams and stuff like that and traveled a bunch like that. So um, they don't really understand the concept, but um, it's kind of easier to explain to a lot of um, the other people from America because they obviously understand. I think everyone in the States who is involved in hockey kind of knows like the Minnesota hockey scene, but um, the girls from Canada can't understand it. And then the girls from Europe have no idea what, why you would even play with your high school team. So it's kind of funny explaining it to them, but yeah, it's definitely different. Now talk a little bit about your recruiting process with Ohio state. What made you want to go there versus other schools you might've looked at and how happy are you with that decision? Obviously. Yeah. um, Ohio state was, um, a no-brainer for me once I stepped on campus. I absolutely loved it. Um, the community feel around here is um, something I've never experienced before. Um, and just that the tradition of excellence that they have in athletics, um, in academics, and in life in general, I think, was what I wanted to surround myself with um, moving forward. And I think that was a super big part of why I chose Ohio State. Um, but be, since being here, I couldn't have made a better decision. Um, it's been the best four years of my life, and I really wouldn't trade it for the world. And the people I've met here have been amazing. And the opportunities I've gotten have obviously um, been next level. But um, even the alumni that, that show their support in us, you can see that we have so much support and love around Ohio State. Um, and it's unbelievable. And um, you just have so much opportunities after being an Ohio State athlete and um, having that accolade um, gives you so many opportunities um, following and I'm planning to to use everything I've learned um, in being here and hopefully um, bring it in in what's next in my life so um, I couldn't have been at a better place and I've absolutely loved my time here. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So my first one is kind of a hockey question I guess but what is Mm -hmm. your most embarrassing hockey moment? whether it's at Ohio State or somewhere else, I guess. Yeah, um, definitely at Ohio State. Um, My teammates will laugh at this if they watch, but um, it was actually in the Quinnipiac game um, in the NCAA tournament. We were in the first overtime, and I had a breakaway. I didn't didn't have the puck yet, but I could have gone on a clear breakaway, and I I did a transition and and, um, came in a chunk of ice, my skate, and then I absolutely fell and everything went like my I think my stick went flying my glove went flying like it was the most embarrassing thing ever because I was like I could have had a breakaway to end this game right now and I just absolutely fell and it was so embarrassing but um we ended up winning so it was it was worth it but we all thought that it for sure was going to be on like sports center not top 10 or something like that it was it was the worst um fall you you will ever see it was so embarrassing (laughs) Yeah, especially since all those people are watching too, so that makes it even more. Yeah, it was a sold out crowd, so I was like, perfect. Nothing, <laughs> nothing could have gone worse. But 
Hey, you won the national championship. So I guess it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it worth there. it now, <laughs> but in the moment it was the worst experience of my life. I was close to crying. <laughs> now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, I don't really know. I say people who like chew loudly or obnoxiously, I would say is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I think what would you say yours is? It's Ryan's probably like bad drivers or like, yeah, just bad drivers. Just because here in the East coast, uh, some people are struggle with that. Uh, just because there's either someone who's going really slow in front of me and I need to get somewhere and it's just super frustrating. Or someone's yeah. like going super fast right behind me and it's going to almost cause an accident. So yeah. it's like one of those two things that really makes me frustrated. Like just driving in general, I can be yeah. very stressful for me sometimes. I don't know what it's like out in the Midwest, but here out east, it can be a very interesting experience to say the least. Yeah, I've heard the west or the east is, is way different or worse drivers. But um, the Midwest isn't honestly horrible, but that I could say I get car sick so easily. So if I'm any sort of car sick that really that really gets me going too <laughs> yeah so yeah no when you drive out in the issue it's a little bit different you know you gotta learn to just be more aware i guess is my advice uh, if you ever come out here so yeah now what is obviously ohio state is known for its great athletic program so besides women's hockey what's your favorite sports team to go watch and play at ohio state yeah um I would, I've gone to a ton of um, the women's sports here. I love watching soccer. Um, the basketball team's amazing. Uh, lacrosse is good. Um, I don't know. I would personally want to be a golfer probably, um, but I've never actually went and watched a golf meet here. But um, honestly, there's we went to a gymnastics meet. Like, There's a ton of sports here that are super cool. So. Yeah, no, golf would be fun to play college golf. And I, don't I know, know that, I, that sounds like a fun time. I know, it sounds like so much fun. And then you just get to go to like warm places. And I don't know, it just seems like so much fun. I love golfing. So I think baseball gets to go to like Florida, right? During the beginning of the season. Since yeah, so- baseball goes, they, baseball and softball takes like a month trip to Florida at the beginning of their season. So, I mean, that wouldn't be bad either. <laughs> yeah, so one of those two. Yeah, or like California or somewhere. So that's, that sounds fun because. I don't know. You get to play some really good teams, but also just be out in the warm weather while everyone in your school is like trying to get through the cold weather. And that must be, that must be pretty nice for them. Yeah. Now, obviously what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Ooh. Um, honestly, I, I watched the, well, okay. The Oscars was very interesting this week. I feel like that's a no brainer, but um, I watched the wild game the other day in overtime and I thought that game was unbelievable. So I would say either that, or I did watch the movie. Um, what was it called? The underdog. I think the American underdog and that movie was very motivating and unbelievable. And I didn't realize that it was a true story until after. So, um, that was also very inspiring. So I, I think a couple things this week. Yeah. For me, it was either that Sabres OT winner. I don't know if you saw that the guy's stick broke and it found somehow found the back of the net, which was pretty cool. And yeah, then the other, I, saw I saw McFarlane USA. It's like a cross country movie about like a town in California. That was a really interesting story. Then really? obviously the Oscar thing. I thought that was fake at first, but after like <laughs> right? seeing, after kind of thinking about it more and kind of seeing the reactions, it was definitely real. And w- what a moment! I never really watched the Oscars at all, so definitely got me yeah. to like at least talk about it. So um, definitely interesting. Yeah. I don't know how he's gonna 
get through that. But, you know, it, it just, I find it funny because if that was anyone else in that moment, they would have been like arrested and it would have been like a whole thing. <laughs> but since he's like a famous actor and makes millions of dollars, it's like completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of your teammates, I want to ask you some questions about them. Uh, who's the funniest on the team? Oh, um, we have a couple funny ones. I would say Liz has very good one-liners. Um, I would also say Biz is very funny. And then probably, I think Jen, Jen's pretty funny too. So I would say, I would say Liz has very good one-liners, Biz, and then Jen. Now, I also have to ask who has the best trash talks, uh, who has, who has the best, who's the best trash talker on the team? Because I saw a clip with you against Wisconsin and there was kind of a scrum at the end of the game. So I knew there were some chirps probably flying with that. So who has like the yeah. best ones you've noticed? Um, well, Emma's not wasn't technically on the team this year but emma definitely um by far (laughs) um wins that award but um from this year i would probably say jenna can have some trash talk to her um yeah i would say her i don't i don't really think anyone else on our team was very good at at trash talking too much sometimes brooke has some good some good ones one-liners too so are you a trash talker at all or you just kind of keep to yourself no, I'm, I just can't think of anything quickly enough to say anything. Um, sometimes like there's some games where I'll, I'll say a couple things. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd consider myself the best trash talker. Well, as long as you're not like hearing anything back, that's all that counts, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, true. Now, obviously your, your team has incredible style. I saw the photos that were taken before the national championship game. I should have known once, once we saw those pregame outfits that your team was going to win. Cause those were absolutely incredible. <laughs> So yeah. besides, like, do you think your team has the best style in college hockey, number one? And number two, who has the best style on the Ohio State women's hockey team? Because that's hard to choose. Uh, my vote would be for you, but I feel like oh. there's a lot of teammates that could uh, take that award as well. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, of course, I have to say that my team has the best style um, in women's hockey, but I sh- I'm sure I might get some backlash from that. But I think the photos prove it. Um, <laughs> but I would say Brooke Banker Tegan have great style, so... Yeah, that was it cool when the Blue Jackets kind of posted that stuff out there. Yeah, they told us the Blue Jackets like photographer was coming to get photos of us of us walking in the rink before our game, which is super awesome. And it great support to us in growing the game, um, the women's game, but also in youth hockey. Um, they've supported us through so much of our year this year. So we couldn't thank them enough because obviously they have a platform that we don't. So the fact that they do things like that for us means the world to us. Did you feel any pressure once you knew the photographer was coming to like dress a little bit extra or was it kind of just like the normal outfit you put on every game? Um, it was a little, it was pretty normal, but once we get, it, it kind of feels like once you get into playoffs and beyond, since it's like you lose and you're done, you kind of put the best outfit you can together every single game. So I definitely think it was better than some outfits um, at the, the beginning of the year, but um it, there was definitely a little bit of pressure because you knew there was going to be pictures. <laughs> yeah. Well, look good, play good, feel good. That's what they say. And I feel like yeah. your, your team proves that, obviously, with some of the stuff that you pulled off this year. So, um, But getting back to some hockey questions now, first one is what should be done to help grow women's hockey? 
Yeah, um, I think that's a obviously very loaded question, but I would personally just like to bring um, awareness to the Columbus area about women's hockey and youth hockey in general, because it's like, I feel like Minnesota, um, you look at it, it has, um, Winnie Bro has done an absolutely phenomenal job of building women's hockey in Minnesota. So I, I kind of would love to do something similar like that in the Columbus area, because it's not um, as popular. And right now, um, women have to either, play um with the boys high school team or they have to drive hours to go to say pittsburgh or, or some club teams um so i would love to just grow um the female hockey game in the columbus area and build it um it obviously will take a very very long time to get anything near minnesota but um kind of seeing how minnesota is now i think um, gives you a nice framework for what you kind of want done other places. So I think kind of bringing that culture to um, a community, and I think the Blue Jackets are ready for it to happen and are excited to grow the women's game. So I think they could help a lot as well. Now, what advice would you give those younger players who are trying to pursue a career in college hockey? Yeah, um, I would say – never give up and keep working hard and then obviously have confidence in yourself. Um, I think that's hard as a young female because um, you don't, at least when I was growing up, playing professional hockey um, as a female wasn't um, super engraved yet and, and hadn't really, um, there wasn't really a, a super set pathway for that yet. So I think now that there is, I think it's a, it's a huge thing for um, young girls to look up to the people in those roles and to be able to see um, how many also women are in different roles in the game like coaching or um, doing different things for the NHL or scouting or recruiting um, so I think it's super important for them to see all the women that are in those roles today and and even things that like Kendall Coyne's book um, about she's as fast as me um, so doing things like that and I think young girls seeing that and um, continuing to build the pathway for them I think is super important because I want to leave the game better um, than where it was when I entered it. So um, that's kind of what I would say is just have confidence in yourself and um, know that there's a lot of people working behind the scenes to make, um, to hopefully make the girls game a bigger, a bigger deal and to um, have a professional league that they can one day hopefully play in. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give to your friend, family members, teammates, former teammates, uh, friends, anyone in particular, it's your time to um, shout them out, I guess. Um, I don't oh. know if we have like any in particular though. Um, I don't know if I have any shout outs besides my mom. Love her. Awesome. Well, that's a good one to have. So <laughs> but thank you so much Peyton for once for coming on the podcast, but also for just being a very nice to myself and uh, supporting the podcast. It truly means a lot to myself and I wish you nothing but the best uh, for your future endeavors, whether it's in pro hockey or if you stay another year at Ohio state. And hopefully I get to see Ohio State play in person. I don't know if you have your non-conference games scheduled yet, but it'll be cool if you guys came out east. I feel like you haven't done that yet, so that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be so much fun um, to go out east next year. I don't, re I don't know the schedule yet either, but hopefully um, they get to make a trip like that. So, Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.
been trying hard to keep my cool But when you're near, there's nothing that I can do When you're walking in, I know it's true I, it doesn't even matter how hard I try Cause when I hear your voice, my walls